You are listening to episode 121 of Shades of Midweek. This is a podcast where we discuss theology, culture, and all things shades. My name is John Mark Durow, and I'm joined by Brad Brown and Jonathan Hayes. That's right. And we're here in Four Stream Studio bringing you this podcast each and every week, <laughs> except for those two weeks in July that we missed. But other than that, each and every week, we are bringing you quality content, theology, culture, and all things shades. We're all here. We are all here. And we're here. all here. That's, That's right. true. That's right. Which I feel like it's going to be uh, the running theme at Shades for the next few weeks because school starts tomorrow for yep. Hoover and Homewood. So yep. this oh, Sunday, yeah. everybody should be back in the normal rhythm of things. So yep. we'll see you all. We'll see you on Sunday. We'll, we'll all severely be depressed as they enter into the school year with all that it brings. <laughs> back to school, back to school oh. to prove to my dad that I'm not a fool. Oh my word! Can you name that movie, John? It's that it's an Adam Sandler movie yes. that was highly inappropriate, but somehow I snuck and saw it anyway. <laughs> That's PG when thirteen. I was, when I was a kid, <laughs> Billy um, Madison. Billy yes. Madison. Oh, that was going to be one of guess. I would have accepted. It was that. one of it was one of the two. It was that or Happy Gilmore, which it, it was Billy Madison. <laughs> Happy Gilmore. The, the is a bit more inappropriate. The line that I always quote from that one again, <laughs> like high school Jonathan snuck and saw these things behind his parents. But I'm sorry, mom and dad. Um, yep, they're just finding out. But uh, no, th- uh, anytime someone says something about something hurting, like my back hurts or whatever. I always quote the uh, the Happy Gilmore. My fingers hurt. <laughs> well, now My your back's hurt. gonna hurt. <laughs> yeah, because you just got landscape duty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ben Anybody Stiller. Else's fingers hurt. He's. Uh, do you remember this? Ben Stiller's running a sweatshop out of like an old people home. He's making a handmade quilts. I do. <laughs> so, yes. So here's the thing. How old are you, Jonathan? I am. How old am I? I'm 38. I will be 39 in October. Okay, you're 39. See, I just turned 35. You know. A lot of these movies that from that era were introduced to me at an inappropriate age because I had a brother that right. was 16 years older than I was. Not that there's an appropriate age for these movies. Right, right. <laughs> but uh, so all that stuff. So sometimes I always feel like I'm younger than everyone else that likes to talk about these movies just right. because I because my brother anyways. Right. Yeah, well, is there anything else we should talk about or Man, bring? I, I mean, how are you? How are you doing, Brad? You you were at the beach. I right? was at the beach. Yeah, I missed your phone call. I'm yeah, sorry about yeah, that. Thanks for answering yeah. us. We tried to call him last week. I think we just cut it out of the episode. Oh, okay. I didn't know if that was part of it. No, we all know that you don't listen to episodes unless you're in them. I was doing a uh, digital detox, so <laughs> wasn't listening. Oh, my word. No, I, I am excited with school starting back and all that. I'm excited about the series we're starting uh, this upcoming Sunday. So we're going to do a short four-week series called Cultural Convictions and basically talk about uh, convictions of the kind of culture, our culture. That, that we would like to have here at Shades Valley Community Church. So a lot of churches will call these values. And you've heard us talk about uh, some of them on the podcast before. I think we did an episode on messy authenticity and um, on the different streams and um, – so anyway, but yeah, we're going to do a series. We're going to walk through those things starting this Sunday. We'll be talking about messy authenticity. So I'm excited about it. We we do it about every other year. Talk about uh, who we are at Shades, why we do what we do. and That's right. All that. So if you know people who are new to Shades or want to know more about it, it's a great Sunday. Our goal is for you, our members, to remember these <laughs> things. We might just stop you and quiz you. But if you could name 
all three. Three? Or do we have four now? Four. We have four now. <laughs> Brad, if as I can you talk about If I can people. even name it. If you can name all four, you'll get a prize. So TBD. I t- well, we'll tell you what they are, and we'll even drop a Shades Midweek exclusive right here. That's right. Okay, so the four values or cultural convictions of Shades Valley Community Church are messy authenticity, spirit simplicity, three stream unity, and uh, member led ministry. And there they are. The Shades exclusive is you all just heard me say the term three stream unity, and you're like, wait. I thought it was four stream unity and isn't this four stream studios and everyone is scandalized. Everyone is scandalized because you're correct. Scandal. But there was also an episode I believe we did called four stream unity. Yeah. Four stream unity. And we'll do a new one called three stream unity. I still think we should have deleted everything and just pretended like it was always three stream. Just just pretend it. Just ignore it. What are you talking about? Just gaslight everyone. Exactly. Um, but it's a change. Yes, it is a change. And if you want to know why, so th- you're hearing about it first here on mi- midweek. But if you want to know why, you're gonna have to come to the you series. Have to come. You have to come to the series. That's so. right. And if you live out of town, uh, you can listen to the podcast, the Shades Valley Community Church podcast. If you want to hear, that's it. right. For all of our worldwide These listeners, that's right. Yeah. right. We have well a, for Dale a broad audience. <laughs> for, that's right for for Dale, our Northern Alabama. Fan club president. Yes. And big announcement that I wanted to make today on Wednesday, August 10th. Man, that drummer is just getting a workout. We are renaming the studios Three Stream Studios. <laughs> That's right. I like that so much better. Woo! Three streams. So and if here you want to know why, streams. you're going to have to come to the. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> New series. Oh. Just toying with people. Everyone's just toying thoroughly confused. Anyway. All right. Well, we should probably move on. That's because, right. Because, Brad, I know you didn't listen to last productive. week's episode, but it was literally just me and John Mark goofing off. Well, y'all told me, yeah. So, so anyway. Glad, glad we have such a serious episode today. <laughs> yes. Clearly from our introduction. Yeah, so I'm about to jump into JM's album of the week, but I did want to preface something. You know, sometimes... A lot of the time when I do jams album of the week, I'm I'm not doing it for myself. Mm-hmm. You know, you're a man of the people. I want to do it for you. Some, you know, it's it's kind of like you you have like this director that that's uh, you know sometimes they do one for the people and then they do one for themselves, mm-hmm. right? Oh, or like yeah. maybe a big actor comes along like a Christian Bale type, and he's like, yeah. you know, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna be in the new Thor movie, but then oh, I'm gonna yeah. go. But then I'm gonna go be in this whatever, you know, a Terrence Malick film or or whatever. Yeah, yeah, that no one's gonna watch. Do one for the people, one for yourself. Yeah, okay. So today on JM's album of the week, it's gonna be it's gonna be one for me today. JM's okay, wow, can't wait. Album of the week. I'm scared. Maybe a house fly. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Is there a spaceship landing? Have you guys ever heard of the Mars Volta before? Sounds familiar. So the Mars Volta is a band that really got started in the early 2000s. I was introduced to them 
after this record that I'm featuring today came out, a friend of mine showed it to me, and it absolutely just blew my mind away. Just just wrecked wrecked my mind. Okay. And uh, this album is called Deloused in the Comatorium. And the band is the Mars Volta. Just take a little listen to this here. I want you to guess what year this is from. Yeah. The Mars Volta, a concept album that they put out. You want to guess what year it came out? 2000. Not bad, Brad. It's 2003. Oh. 2003. The album's called Delouse in the Comatorium. The Mars Volta headed up by, uh, let me see if I can do these, say their names out of memory here. The lead singer is Cedric Bixler Zavala, something to that effect. I probably butchered it. And the guitar player is Omar Rodriguez Lopez. They're from Texas. They're from Texas. And... This album actually features Flea on the bass guitar. Really? Flea from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. This album was produced by Rick Rubin. If you don't know who Rick Rubin is, he's he's produced acts such as Kanye West, Metallica, and a host of other major and well-known artists. This album is a concept album, which is why I I dearly love it so much. I love a good concept album. Um, so I'll, you, you really have to listen to it from track one all the way to track 10. It's an hour long journey. There's a story that goes with it. That's rather depressing and dark. So I don't know how deeply I want to no, go. Into no that. surprise there. <laughs> they created So basically Omar and Cedric had a friend that, um, sadly, uh, took his life and they basically wrote this album uh, after their friend, and so the character in the uh, album is called Serpentaxed, <laughs> and basically it's his journey of going into this coma and traveling through this dream world that they call the Comatorium. So the lyrics are very bizarre and outlandish and mysterious, and um, the whole album is amazing. But as you can tell, musically, it's a mixture of. Led Zeppelin, Pink Floyd, Santana, and then of course just all kinds of other crazy things. And they're just killer musicians too. His his vocals give me a little hint of like 2000s emo. Yes. It's like My Chemical Romance. I was kind of yeah. So. Cedric and Omar were in a band called At The Drive-In. And At The Drive-In was a really popular kind of late 90s, almost post-punk type band. They played with a lot of those bands that you're talking about. Gotcha. So like Jeff Stalkup would be very familiar with At The Drive-In uh, because they they were in those circles. You know, they would probably play like Vans Warped Tour or something like that. But they started this band. 
Well, quick question for you, because I was... <laughs> I wish people could it's see just, you. It's just, it's completely is, insane. This is where it needs to be a video podcast. Sean Mark's going nuts over here. Um, <laughs> so good. Because I was looking at them on uh, Apple Music here, and they have a lot of albums. Yes. And it looks like they took some kind of, like, break. They took a pretty long hiatus yeah, for they, almost 10 years. Yeah, so 2012, and then their next album is 2021, and they put out one in 2021 and a new one this year. So the how, t- how much has their sound evolved? So the 2021 album is actually unfinished recordings of this record that oh, wow. I'm playing right now. So it's not a real album of new material, but... They have been dropping singles. One of their singles is actually really poppy, believe it or not, in their kind of weird Mars Volta way. Um, so they have a new album coming out soon. I would say that their sound has definitely um, changed over the years. A lot of their records sound like this and kind of jammy and experimental. Yeah. But, like, I'll give you just a quick, and then we'll move on. I'll give you a quick... Uh, Listen to their new single. Oh, I mean, here. most people have long moved. Oh on. yeah, they don't care about this. They've That's why I said it's for me. This is the fifteen second thing. What, what do you mean their sound has changed? <laughs> but it's still weird though. Like yeah. if you read the lyrics, you're like, what are you, what are you talking about? The way they've got those drums mixed sounds very old school. Very 90s. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm I'm actually really into their new single called Vigil. But anyways, they're a strange band, real experimental. Chris Cargyle loves them, so Cargyle and I have been going deep on this group text about Mars Volta the last few days, and I think everybody is sick of it, <laughs> just like they're sick of uh, this uh, segment at this point. But, hey, Mars Volta, allows in the Comatorium. Are there any Mars Volta fans out there that listen to this show? I feel like Connor Gato would really be into them. I'm going to check it out. Email me. Brad, the drumming is incredible. I'm so going to check it just out. Check I already it out, experienced that. If you, only, if you only check it out just for the drumming, just do that. All right. Thank you guys for letting me do that. Next week, we'll go back to Taylor Swift or whatever people like. I don't think you've recommend, <laughs> recommended a Taylor Swift album yet. There's still time. Did, There's still time. Okay. Didn't either you or maybe maybe someone was a guest one week and did the whole folklore thing? I thought somebody recommended folklore. We did talk about it. I don't know. We've, I think Brad's we did. talked about it before on the show. Well, let's not even do a book. Let's just keep talking about music. <laughs> oh, we're going to do a book. Because I'm very excited about the book that I have for us this week on the segment. It's a book that I listened to through Audible. Yes, it counts. No snarky comments, please. He cut and me off. He knew what I was about to say. I can anticipate your moves now. It's a book that I listened to at the beach. I had to pick a book and commit, and this is the one I committed to. It's a book titled Stolen Focus. Why You Can't Pay Attention, and How to Think Deeply Again by Johan Hari. I just love the fact that you listened to this book. (laughs) 
Yes. And, and, and that there is an audio version of it. Well, it's why you can't focus. It's funny because at times he's talking about the importance of reading and what it does for you in the book. <laughs> and he's like, right now, as you're reading these words, <laughs> and it's actually him that reads the book. So it's a really good, audible narration. But I'll just read a little bit about it to pique your interest. In the United States, teenagers can focus on one task for only 65 seconds at a time. And office workers average only three minutes. Like so many of us, Johan Hari was finding that constantly switching from device to device and tab to tab was a diminishing and depressing way to live. He tried all sorts of self-help solutions, evening, even abandoning his phone for three months but nothing seemed to work, so Hari went on an epic journey across the world to interview the leading experts on human attention, and he discovered that everything we think we know about this crisis is wrong. We think our inability to focus is a personal failure to exert enough willpower over our devices. The truth is even more disturbing. Don't worry. Our focus has been stolen by powerful external forces that have left us uniquely vulnerable to corporations determined to raid our attention for profit. You feel that? Hari found that there were 12 deep causes of the crisis from the decline of mind wandering to rising pop. rising pollution, excuse me. All of which should read more. have robbed some of our attention. In Stolen Focus, he introduces readers to Silicon Valley descendants who learned to hack human attention and veterinarians who diagnosed dogs with ADHD. He explores uh, a place where everyone lost their attention in a particularly surreal way and an office in New Zealand that discovered a remarkable technique to restore workers' productivity. So, Johan Hari, he's written several books there is a book titled Lost Connections where he talks about anxiety and depression. Actually, I don't know if that's true. Let me click on this tab to make sure. Yes, Why You're Depressed and How to Find Hope. He's also had a book on addictions. That's it, Chasing the Scream. I wasn't sure if um, his book Lost Connections was about addictions or depression and anxiety. But... Uh, I've read a little bit from Lost Connections and really enjoyed it, and so I wanted to pick up Stolen Focus because I think we can all resonate with this lack of ability to pay attention and focus and maybe complete the deep work that brings joy and fulfillment. So if you're curious in this topic, check it out to give the Jonathan Hafe's preface. I don't think you're going to agree with everything in this book, but... Uh, his ideas are thought-provoking. Does this have the seal? The Bradford's Book Club seal of approval? Wasn't that a thing that we did a few weeks ago? Was it? <laughs> uh, Guess we should pay attention more, huh? <laughs> should have written that down. Man, we're constantly coming up with new ideas here. It's just... Well, I will yeah. tell you this. Just so to, check it out. I know that Brad is really passionate about this because I'll be having a conversation with Brad about, let's say, Auburn football. And then all of a sudden he'll be like, well, you know, Johan Hari actually has this to say about that. <laughs> and uh, so I know that he's passionate and that he has legitimately read this work and that, that has deeply impacted him. So, yeah. Well, one of the things he does well is 
he really does go around the world and interview experts on a variety of different topics. And he, in a very accessible way, goes through a ton of research. And so he'll present it in an accessible way. And then he'll say, but then there's this research that combats the results from this research. So I flew to so-and-so and and interviewed (laughs) the team that did this. So it's just pretty crazy. But yeah, I I found him to be a, a helpful voice and thinking through some of these issues. And so. if you're one of those people that like to go deep, I know that he's done a number of interviews that you so can many listen interviews. to. Joe, very, Joe Rogan, he's very I think engaging. he's been He's done some TED Talks. Talks. I think he's TED been Talks. on Oprah, if that's your thing. So, yeah. Um, and I first found out about him from the interview with Matthew Lapine. Lapine. Well, there you go. Yeah. Uh, when he was, he was making a point about uh, mental illness, not simply being a, a chemical imbalance, he, he quoted him. And so, yeah. So thanks, Matthew. I know Matthew still listens. <laughs> no, that's not true. But yeah, check it out. Stolen Focus, Why You Can't Pay Attention and How to Think Deeply Again by Johan Hari. Yes. Read it and then you will be able to focus just as well as we have this 24-minute intro. <laughs> um, well, is it really we, st- we, started, we started late, so don't. that's not accurate. Uh, anyway. Um, it's probably been closer to 15 to 20. <laughs> I think so, yeah. But yeah, I mean, moving on from talking about... You know, I think (laughs) Johan Hari would say that the banter that we're having is actually important, not only to the connection that we're having with one another, but also to new ideas being developed as we converse together. Well, you know what? Johan Hari might have gone around the world, but I want to quit talking about all this and just take a short trip down to the email corridor. The email corridor. Except today won't be a short trip. We're actually going to camp out here today. <laughs> As we have everywhere. We're going to camp out here in the email corridor because in a very real way, we were inundated with emails this week. Probably because of how much we complained about not getting emails. Right. That seems to be a pattern. We get none. We complain. We start complaining. And the people respond. People yeah. feel bad. Well, you know, Johan Hari talks about email and his... <laughs> Someone midweek. Shut his mic. Do you off. see what I'm talking about? Midweek. Shut this up. is this has been every day with Brad for the last two weeks now. Oh, anyway, I'm kidding. Yeah. I couldn't. I couldn't resist. <laughs> no, we got some emails. If we don't get to yours today, we apologize. But we are going to try and run through a few. But we're going to take a little bit more time than normal as we read each of these emails. Maybe we'll banter about them yeah. a little bit yeah. because. It's been a while since we did an uh, an episode just devoted to the email corridor, devoted to you. John Mark may do his segment about himself, <laughs> but the rest of this episode is devoted to you, the listeners. That's right. So, John Mark, why don't you get us started? You got an email over there. I did. I got a fresh email hot off the press. Wow. From one Matt Theus. Oh, Matthew. First time emailer. First time emailer and longtime friend. John Hello? Mark, to get the full effect, I'm going to need you to stand up and pace while you read this email. Right. I, <laughs> I know. I've never. I, Matt does that for those of you that are yes, confused by that comment. It, yes. Matt Theus has been an elder here at Shades. He's a longtime Shades member. He's been on the midweek show before. And I can, I can attest to his ability to stand and pace during an entire three hour long elders meeting. He'll just stand <laughs> and pace back and forth. 
It's the quite man impressive. has a lot of energy. Yes. He got a lot of energy. So here's what Matt had to say. He said, longtime listener, first time emailer. Thank you. Thank you, Matt. As you guys have pontificated on various theological topics on your pod, I have not felt the need to add my opinions. But when your summer recap pod ventured into taco truck territory, <laughs> I quit fast forwarding <laughs> and immediately decided that I hold the proper culinary experience and pedigree to respond. Okay, really quickly. For everybody listening, if you didn't hear last week's episode, I don't even remember how we got into... Oh, no, I do. It was Andy Squires. It was Andy Squires. Uh, Andy Squires, who played a concert here recently, had yes. traveled from coast to coast yes. across this country tasting tacos, and the results were that a place in Birmingham that John Mark nor I had ever heard of uh, were his claimed best tacos in the country, on, or at least on his trip. So... John Mark and I, on the program, came up with the idea of a Shades Midweek Taco Tour, and we're asking you, the listeners, to recommend taco places around Birmingham, and over a several-week period, the three of us are going to go try them all, and then we're going to award some place the Shades Midweek uh, Best Tacos in Beeham Award. Mm -hmm. So that's what Matt's talking about. Our first place is a little taco hut called Taco Bell. Really excited to check it out. Matt continues by saying SVCC's beloved and convenient Los Faladores taco truck on Oxmoor. I don't know if I said that right. I'm trying. Los Faladores. I'm yeah. trying to you know use the proper. That's the blue truck right down the road. Yes. On Oxmoor is indeed a fun place to grab a wide variety of tasty and juicy street tacos. However, a trip to. How do you say this place? <laughs> You know what? I've been, here's the thing. Before I even try to say this, I've been practicing it in the car <laughs> with Ashley there with me because I'd be like, hey, how do you say that word? Would and you, then we'd like look it up and Google. <laughs> then I'd listen to it. I wish you, you like could to call take a couple, Lisa Theus. Would you like to take a couple of stabs at it? Taqueria. Taqueria La Eridura. Taqueria La Eridura. However, a trip to Taqueria La Herradura is a trip to the big leagues, oh. Matt says. Taqueria, is, is he throwing shade at Los Veladores? He, he kind of is. Mm. Taqueria La Herradura is not actually a truck. It is in a metal prefab building inside the farmer's market on Finley. Entrance is gained through one of the two side doors. The front door actually takes you directly into the kitchen. <laughs> there is ample seating inside, but it is always packed. You will likely be sharing a table with other diners. Spanish is almost exclusively spoken, but enough of the extremely friendly employees speak English to get by. The place has the family-owned and operated feel that everyone will appreciate. Warning, there is no AC, so it can get hot and stuffy. However, you can drown your thirst from glass bottle cold sodas while watching football on ESPN Deportes. Uh, that's soccer, for those who don't know. <laughs> for the uninitiated. You will soon feel like you were actually hanging out in Mexico. I have consumed both beef and chicken tacos, but I would opine that the seasoned chicken is where Taqueria La Eridura separates from the pretenders to the Jefferson County Street Taco Throne. All fruits and vegetables served with the meals are excellent and likely purchased that same day at the farmer's market. Pro move... Ask for avocado with your tacos. Here, and he ends with this. 
Taqueria La Herdura is also open for breakfast, and I would love to partake of some of their breakfast tacos, but I have not had the pleasure as of this writing. Matt Mateo Theus. Gracias. Esquire. I'm just surprised he put something in writing. He, he, as a lawyer, he always tells me to never put it in. So, <laughs> so Taqueria La Herdura is the place that Andy said was right, 10, out was of 10, 10 out of 10. That is where they went. What's interesting is I, I told Andy... His wife said to me, we've been trying tacos in every city on that Saturday he was here. And I said, well, you know, there, there's a lot of good places actually just really close to the church. I said, there's actually a blue truck not too far up the road. Right. But they didn't want tacos that night. I don't know if that place is open on Sunday. For whatever reason, they found this place. They went to it, and he gave it the 10 out of 10. Yeah, man. And it was the top rating. I of mean, all it, the tacos. It, it is. Wow. It is obviously, obviously on our list. Yeah. So we're know? definitely going there. For yes. Sure. For Matt, sure. Matt knows stuff about Birmingham. Matt and, always and does. surrounding Birmingham. I mean, like fifty minutes outside Birmingham, he knows stuff. <laughs> He's got a far reach. So, so we're definitely going to go there. We'll go to Los Valadores. We'll go to Gordos. <laughs> because we've never taste tested Los Valadores. Not in well, this context. Well, but here's the rules, though. So we have to establish some rules that I feel like we should talk about real quick. So the rules being we're not going to these places to try whatever they have on their menu. Like we're not getting the burritos. We're not getting quesadillas. We're going to get tacos. Just tacos. That is the point of this whole thing. Wow. So I don't care how good the burritos are. That's irrelevant right. at this juncture. Right, right, right. So we are taste testing tacos. And I kind of feel like, I don't know how many of you guys will try at each spot, but I feel like we commit to whatever tacos you're going to have. Those are the same you're going to get, you know, if you get a sada. Pollo and whatever else you yeah. get those at every place, yeah. I, so I, that we can equally. I'm down with that, and we keep we keep them. we keep records. Yeah, we'll yeah, we, keep, we records. keep records. We can all personalize. We'll do like a t out of ten system. So, and I think I think what we could do is uh, <laughs> I love how we're just coming up with this while we're yeah. recording yeah. the podcast. Yes. <laughs> This is what Brad was talking about, conversation. I think we could each exactly. announce, I think we could each, after it's all over, we can announce what our personal top three are, but I think we have a way of averaging the scores to yes. give the official Shades Midweek top three. I concur. And mm. I think, and here's the deal, because when we when we called Tanisha about this, you could tell that right when we brought up what tacos do you like, that there was like this, everybody's got a big opinion on this topic. Oh, yeah, man. Very and, controversial. And she wanted to make sure that we weren't going to any like Americanized taco spots, which I'm 100% in agreement with. We're not going to Taco Mama. We're not even going to El Barrio. I know El Barrio is delicious and that they have a version of street tacos, but we're not doing that. Nope. We're going to find, you know, taco trucks, divey places like Taqueria La Herdura, places like that that are authentic. Yes. And that those are the places that we're going to. So sorry, Taco Mama, Taco Bell. We're not doing all that. I do think we should also establish the geographical region because we're claiming, Jefferson County. We're claiming Birmingham, so Jefferson County. So it can be mm. a place wow. in like Hoover or yes. Vestavia or what have not. I think like, it has to fall within the fault lines of, of the Jefferson County. County. Yeah. All right. So Shades Midweek listeners, you know, the few that we're already going to, are there others? Are there others that you are aware of that like it that has you love? It's gotta be. 
in the competition. Not a bad I one. would say uh, Cantina is out. I would say that is not. Yeah. Uh, out. Because here's the deal to, to go further. I mean, I feel like we have to. So when I was in seminary, the big uh, taco truck that everybody talked about was uh, Dos Hermanos. That's the one that parks over we'll on Valley. There. I we think can we go to go Dos there. Hermanos. Yeah, it's, it's really close. But I know there's more. So we had a couple of comments, and I, I did want to address these real quick. These comments were on our Instagram page. Oh, did you post about the taco thing we're going to do? I did. I posted a clip from Shades of Midweek. Why don't we just play it real quick? I believe I'm still hooked up to the old Bluetooth here. So let's do this real quick. Everyone can hear the clip. Yeah, maybe the hidden taco truck like capital, capital of the United States. I don't know. Email us with your favorite <laughs> taco place. We 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 here at Shades Midweek will go on a taco tour. Oh wow. For our lunches. I love this. Yes, let's go on a taco a tour idea. and then do our own rating system for Birmingham it. tacos. So tell us all the taco places we have like to this. go to. I like it, this. it may take us a hot minute, but but we will do this. Okay, I like this. Yeah, the Shades Midweek Taco Tour. Okay, so that's what happened, and I posted that to Instagram. A couple people commented. We had Sarah Hirsch. She said, El Barrio just has good tacos and good everything else. Fire emoji. I, I do agree. El Barrio is incredible. I mean, so Brad. So question, why are we excluding El Barrio? It's, it's, that's a different, it's a different type of experience. Different genre. El Barrio is... It's still a taco. Right, but I feel like it's a little more boutique. Well, are, a, you saying that nice these, are you saying that so, these places so little, can't hang with El Barrio? Little is that bougie, what you're suggesting? A little bougie. Is that what you're suggesting? I just I think bougie is probably the, the better way to describe it, right? I, I Yeah. I'm just pushing. I love El Barrio. I really do, but I think it's two different categories. <laughs> I have something else to say, but it would have to be cut. <laughs> that's what. See, that's what I was going for. I knew that's what you were going for. I'm pushing. Now, Sarah also mentioned the blue taco truck on Green Springs. So Everybody yes, else knows go what there. you're going for. Okay. She also said there's a taco truck she sees in Crestwood near Cahaba Brewery. I've I've been to that one. She may be talking about Taco Moro Loco, uh, which I've been there before, and it's good. We could maybe try to go there as well. Um, Joni Ford wrote in on Instagram and said, Cantina truck, Cuban tacos. I've had Cantina. I think it's good. Once again, I feel like this is a different category. Mm. Cantina is a different category. Here's how I think we can settle this, okay? Here's how I think we can settle this. Midweek listeners, you let us know whether or not you want Cantina and El Barrio and all of that in the running. That's let, right. Let us know whether this or is not a democracy. You, let us know whether or not you think it's. I'll it's let you know where I stand. I, I, I don't think it's a part of the contest. That's where I stand on it. I think. Well, Matt, you don't Matt get to Theus, decide. Matt Theus self-described. What did he did he call himself? He has proper culinary experience and pedigree to respond to this. I think Matt Theus should decide. He's the one that. I just think these places can hang with anyone. I just think it's a different category. I think it's two different things. You've got people making tacos out of a shed and a truck, and then you go to El Barrio, and they're like, ooh, would you like this $15 margarita? Like, they're not doing that at the taco trucks. You can't get a $15 margarita at the taco truck? What I'm, no, you can't. <laughs> 
I wish everyone could see what I can see because John Mark is so serious and Brad is like a younger sibling, just goading him, just enjoying every ounce of reaction he can get out of John Mark right now. All right, I'm done. Oh, okay. I love El Barrio. I went there for my birthday. So you, you know how I feel about it. I believe you. I mean, I don't doubt your hence, love for the restaurant. Hence, hence, let me explain something. Oh, I want to I want to take my wife out and some friends uh, for a nice Wednesday night dinner. We could go to the taco truck, or we could save that for like a good lunch spot. We'll go to El Barrio for dinner. El Barrio is mm. like a dinner spot. It's like di- like nice dining situation. All right, before a fist fight breaks out. <laughs> Maybe I could push back, but I'll, I'll maybe we should move on Ta- to the next. Taqueria email. La Herradura has no air conditioning. That's what I'm talking about. Right, that hey, is a good we, vibe. Right we there. will continue to receive uh, passionate feedback and submissions on this for another week or so, and then we're starting this process, people, because I don't know how long this is going to take us. It's not like we eat out every day for lunch. Um, we'll uh, we'll figure it out, and yeah. it may take us a little while. But Shades Midweek Taco Tour. Andrew Thompson, we're accepting design labels. Or actually, I probably should have thrown that out to Kenny McCants. I'm excited. Kenny, I, I, I walked here. I'll share this book. Kenny, we need a Shades Midweek Taco Tour, uh, like logo or, or graphic or something, and then like some kind of thing we can do as an award. Um, I, I'll share this real quick, then we can move on to the yeah. other email yeah. uh, just about Kenny. Because for those of you out there who don't know, Kenny has comp- officially started and is leaning into his own graphic design company. He's done some fun stuff for Shades Midweek. Um, it's exciting. But I came up to my uh, study on Monday and leaned against the door was a framed poster um, that says, uh, eat your cake and have it too. And it's all nice and designed. And for those of you who don't know, it's from a sermon that I preached where I talked about the phrase and yada, yada. Anyway, but it's from Kenny. It was, it was wow. Kenny's. I felt very, very special. Where's my gift, Kenny? Felt very seen. He did your face. He well, did he your didn't. face with your quote for the... He didn't know, print it out, though. And then he's done an email corridor poster. He's, and you know, another thing, Brad. Let me here's have the deal. this one thing. Another I would thing. just like a quote. You poster. know what? Here's the deal. You know, I've been thinking about it. I've been thinking about it for two minutes now. And I think that these places will be better than El Barrio. Oh. So, so oh, I am totally fine if if the midweek audience concurs, we will throw El Barrio into the mix because I think these places are going to beat El Barrio's tacos. I'm not afraid. I rest my case. All right, I love El Barrio, but I'm just saying. It is 2.11 p.m., and I have a 2.30 appointment. I rest my case. And we have two more emails to get through. So, All right, Brad. Bradford, if you would. I want, I want these other dedicated listeners and writers to get their time. All right. <coughs> what do we Second got? Second email. Titled, Hey Dudes! Exclamation point. By Joshua McClung. Oh, well, Josh McClung. Josh, we would applaud for you, but JM actually just had to go be a dad for a second. And so Brad nor I know what button to press. That's right. So Josh writes from where? Poland? He doesn't say. No, they're they're still in Texas, in Texas. but they are headed back. They're I headed just that got way. that update email if uh, if 
for those of you who don't know, uh, the McClungs are a missionary family commissioned out from Shades. They work with YWAM. They've been currently stationed in Texas with the goal of uh, being full-time in Poland. Yes. And they've been over there a few times, and they're headed back really soon. You can, uh, I'll get, We'll get Jam to put a link to their uh, information in the show notes if you would like to sign up for yeah, the newsletter. So super cool to get an email from him. He says, I've been catching up on the last few months of midweek episodes, and even though we rarely get to come to Shades, it feels like a lifeline back to the community to listen to. I am really excited about everything coming up this year, especially the return of the hoedown. Yeah, for those of you who don't know, we talked about that last... Oh, Jam's back. We talked about that last week, uh, just stuff coming up later this year, and the hoedown hootenanny. Meg and I got married at the roster farm, and it was always great to go out there. That's awesome. I had no idea they got married there. I noticed Jonathan doesn't have a recurring segment. You know, Josh, we were trying to keep that a secret, it's, Josh. It's nice to feel seen. It's nice to feel seen. Thank you. Thank so, you. No theme song, no jingle. So selfishly, I'd love to have him share a few minutes each week about what else is going on around the church body. People leaving, coming, small groups, trips, missions, kitchen updates, etc. I miss out on everything happening. <laughs> I just pictured Jonathan's update segment and him giving like an update on an electrician coming to the church. <laughs> See, this is so when so the the bottom uh, so the, the office area wasn't operating a hundred percent capacity. We called an electrician, Bob. Bob's been in the uh, field for about twenty years. I, I was about to say th- this is where I quit thanking Josh for him seeing me because I'm like, what 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 is this Jonathan's gossip corner like? So, so we this do week, have a quick leaving. update on the men's bathroom. If you could please avoid using stall number two, that would be. We have new <laughs> toilet paper rolls, so they are no longer on the floor. It sounds like traffic radio <laughs> is what it sounds like. It's like it's like people leaving, coming. So this week, leaving Shades Valley, <laughs> doing dilting uh, something I said in my last week's sermon. Oh um, man, no, yeah, Josh, so, I'm, ju- I'm just kidding. But yeah, no. Give so it maybe, some- but maybe you know, I was thinking, Jonathan, maybe you could brainstorm a little bit. What what would a Jonathan Hafe segment well, be? Jonathan doesn't do a segment what uh, could it officially be? for two. See, see, I really, I've never pushed for a segment for two reasons. <laughs> well, One, why haven't you? Because Jonathan? as demonstrated Are by you scared this, what we would think as if you asked? demonstrated, Brad is just doing the, these things on purpose today. He's by just this to- episode, um, the segments we currently have take enough time. Um, and then the second reason I've never pushed for uh, a segment is because they're often, if we do like a more kind of a theological discussion episode or whatever, like I get to talk enough. I get to talk about things I'm passionate about and like all that. And I get to, I get to be guest on y'all segments and all that. So you could I, do like a fashion segment. Maybe you talk about some clothes, sales going on. We'll keep thinking. About I will it. say this. Everybody who's knows I wear circle glasses and I wear, um, these hats have a million different names. Um, like they're called cabbies. They're called. Um, um, there you go. See, caps, he, you're already that. doing it, anyway, Jonathan. But you're no, I, about I, fashion. I, what, what I was going to say was, I was going to say that you brought this up. What I was going <laughs> to say is that uh, Holly at Taekwondo the other day uh, let something slip about me being a pastor. Let it slip, like we keep it a secret. But said something about me being a pastor, and this younger guy at Taekwondo goes, "Your husband's a pastor." I always thought he was like a poet. <laughs> Which I got a massive kick out of because of my circle glasses and my hat. He, he thinks I'm a wow professional wow, poet, dude. John Mark. I am. I am such a good poet. I'm supporting my family off of it. Right. <laughs> who is it? Who is it that had the fashion blog 
there was a pastor. Was it Ed Young? Was that who had the? It was like pastor yes. fashion. I think he had his own line. You I can, went through a drive-through the other line. day. You can Google and, it. And the worker, I pulled up, and he goes, "Man, you look like a magician." <laughs> I was like, "Well, it's not a top hat, but okay, dude." <laughs> Jonathan, what if we had a segment where you did a magic trick? How amazing <laughs> would that be? On a podcast yeah, where be... nobody can see it? Yeah, All right, so either... I'll just describe what's happening. Okay, he's pulling the card now out of... It looks like out of his wrist there. Let's see. See, I think we made a ton of progress. So Jonathan's segment's either going to be about utilities of the church or magic. He just or made fa- a bird disappear. Or fashion. <laughs> what, okay. what, what job did Jonathan get mistaken for having this week? Okay. Oh, my word. So... Uh, back to Josh's email. I miss out on everything happening when we were away, and then we have to get caught up. Also, I love the phone calls to members. I like that, too. Keep doing that each each week, even if you have a few people plan to call with a question or just to ask how they are doing. With all these new segments, this podcast is going to turn into like a three-hour situation. <laughs> the, the only problem, Josh, with calling people every week is our most normal record time is right in the middle of the week, right after lunch, when most people are unavailable. <laughs> so yeah. like when we're making calls, we either have to think through who might actually be able to answer right now? And it usually actually takes us a lot of phone calls just to get the the few that you get to hear. Um, or we have to record at a different time. So, But we agree with you, and we do think there should be more phone calls. We just can't promise every week. I think what we're trying to say, Josh, is all these ideas are terrible. <laughs> <laughs> no. Just kidding. I, know, I have a relationship with Josh where I can Josh around with him. Okay, finally he said, anyways... Keep up the good work, guys. Even when we can't be a part of Shades physically, it gives me a sense of home listening to this and catching the stream when we can. That's great. Don't you love that? That's awesome. I love that. It's part of why we're doing this. We are headed back to Poland in a few weeks for two months, but should be around Birmingham for Thanksgiving. Josh. Awesome. Thanks for writing in, Josh. It's good hearing from you. We miss you guys. We're praying for you guys. Yeah, and I think you can follow them on Instagram, McClung's with a Mission. You can find out all their updates on what what they're up to, what they're doing. Yeah, Jonathan said we're going to include that when you were away. Yes, and we'll we'll throw it in the uh, the bulletin this week as well, some information on uh, them going back to Poland. Love it. Well, gentlemen, we got one more uh, email to try and finish uh, before I have to duck out of here. And we said in the planning meeting, we said that this was going to take the majority of the podcast. This, Th- email. this email? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't worry. It's an easy one. Super quick. Uh, the subject line is random questions, which probably makes everybody think this is a good old Doug Abernathy email, but you'd be wrong. <laughs> But maybe Doug has had an influence on others. Yeah, yeah. No, this is from one Avery Crump. Avery. Wow. So that's first, that's two first time emailers. Yeah, two first time emailers. And if you don't know who Avery Crump is, I will let you. I will let him introduce himself. His his email goes like this. <clears throat> hey guys, I'm Avery Crump. You probably knew me as a young guy at the youth group back in the day, but I grew up. And now I listen to podcasts and read books. <laughs> I love the the standard for, for growing up. So, I have a few questions. Uh, a few fun questions, and then some serious ones. Which, by the way, we all love Avery. Avery's whole family's here at Shades. And so, yep, yeah, love the crumbs. Um, so, he has some fun questions and a few serious ones. Number one, Lord of the Rings. Best fantasy ever? Question mark. 
And in parentheses, he puts, I think so. Well, I mean, I think we can just go on and, and know exactly how this is about to play out right here. I'm going to agree with you. I don't know that modern fantasy exists without Tolkien and Lord of the Rings. Brad's just going to look at you really confused and say, what's fantasy? And then John Mark, I don't know what John I'll just Mark's talk to you do. about the movies probably. Yeah. That's it's it. either Lord of the Rings or the Twilight series. It's one of those two. So, What kind of mood are you in? What happened to you at the beach? I don't like that. Get out of here. I want to <laughs> just do this show with John Mark from now on. You know, I'm in kind of a fun mood. So Johan Hari talks about this. He's What he says is... <laughs> one of the good things that come out of the Twilight series, though, is Robert Pattinson. What, what is fantastic it? What's in your he's a fantastic. He's a fantastic actor. Is that T? T. I don't think it's T. It is. I mean, I would I would submit to Jonathan's uh, his expertise on this. Yeah, I mean, I really don't have an authoritative yeah. opinion. I would, I would submit. To I'd him. love for people to write in. That no. Yeah. Do oh. though. Oh yeah. Absolutely. To get to get their response. But no, hundred uh, percent. Lord of the Rings and um, Avery. If you love Lord of the Rings, uh, you should really commit to reading the Cimmerillion. I got a YouTube channel that can do a chapter by chapter breakdown for you. Uh, it's tough slogging, but worth it. Absolutely worth it. It is beautiful. Anyway. All right, moving on. Uh, his second question, what's the most fascinating cult out there? Which really just makes me want to say, Avery, do you want to come in for some counseling? Um, <laughs> Maybe not the best way to describe <laughs> cults. like when you're Fascinating. <laughs> it's just so fascinating. Uh, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But we get what you're saying because... We get what you're saying. Because, yeah, Hard I mean, to answer. we have been known to watch our fair share of cult documentaries and such like that. So maybe the way we should do it is... Uh, yeah, like out of the different documentaries or, or stories you've read or what have not, any of those kind of things, what what was the – there's so many angles you can come at this so from. So many angles, man. From like which one was the most shocking to which one did you just like weep after? Yeah, and I mean – The most evil. Yeah, because there's some – Yeah, it can get real dark real quick. Yeah, yeah. no, for sure. So I don't know. Anybody want to go? I'll, I'll go first real quick. I know you've watched a bunch of stuff, Brad, but real quick, yep. hopefully I don't take your answer. Uh, the documentary that came out in 2018 on Netflix. I know Wild, what you're about Wild, to say. Wild Wild Country, uh, which featured the Rajneesh Puram community located in Oregon. This cult basically takes over this small town uh, in Oregon. They buy all of this land. They try to uh, nominate members of their community into positions of power in local government. There, uh, it it gets it basically turns it gets into wild. A, they basically turn into an armed militia. Uh, the FBI gets involved. It's very complex, very oh. wild. They talk to some members that came out of it. Um, they talk about the leader of the group. That was pretty insane. Three, three, and that took all pla- all took place in the eighties, I believe. Yes, three little bits that will always stick with me from that that I just thought were so insane. So uh, many insane things. One, somehow the inventor of Nike was involved. <laughs> Two, the daughter of... So if you remember the Jim Jones cult uh, that did the mass suicide down in South uh, America, mm-hmm. there was a reporter that went down there and a politician, I believe, to investigate, and they got uh-huh. like killed. They got murdered. Mm-hmm. One of the people that got murdered, his daughter. So you're you're like you would think like crazy anti cults yep. and all that got caught up in the the wild wild country. Ones. Wow, that was crazy and shocking. And then the last one. Do y'all remember the homeless people thing? 
Yes. That yes. was insane. Thank you for reminding me. They, that was bring, they basically that was crazy. bring in, like, take in all these homeless bust people. Them in, bust them in. Bust them in. opportunity to have housing. And right. They and bust make, them in from all over the country, yes, too, Yes, all if over I'm the country. Make it, make it look like they're establishing this utopia, and it's all kumbaya, and everybody's holding hands. Yep. You later find out they are, like, drugging them. Yes. To keep them calm, still can't to the point that they bust them out and dump every single one of them in Portland. Crazy. It was insane. Crazy, man. Oh, anyway. Brad, what were you going to say? <coughs> the one that I was going to bring up is uh, the documentary that's on HBO Max, Going Clear, Scientology oh, in the man. Prison of Woo. Belief. So Scientology just with the stars that have joined so you have tom cruise who else you have john travolta john travolta is another big name there are a few others that the uh the actress from king of queens which she's yes, renounced she's renounced and she she's has no a documentary a on leo, netflix leo rimini i believe is yes and then there are a few others that i i just can't remember off the top of my head but just the the reach the uh, amount of money that this organization has and then what's so interesting with this documentary is that some of the people that are interviewed it were in the inner circle for the leader. David Miscavige, I think was that his name? David Miscavige. Yeah. Uh, a few of his right-hand men that, I mean, just knew everything and saw everything have left, and they're in the documentary. So you really get an inside look at uh, everything that this group has done. So definitely pretty crazy and fascinating, just their reach and some of the stories that have come from it. You know who else is a Scientologist, I believe, is uh, the musician Beck. Really? I think he's big into Scientology. Wow. Yeah, maybe Google that somebody, but I'm pretty sure. Someone mentioned Will Smith, but I don't know. That doesn't sound I true. I haven't heard it. it was, I think it was on social media, so don't, don't, don't quote me on that. Uh the one I will mention, and I, I don't even remember the official name of it. There's a podcast, there is a docu series, and and somebody made a, a like made for TV movie or something like that. But it's a it's the Nexium, uh, oh, cult. Yes. Um, and I think it was called uh, the podcast or something was called Escape in Nexium. It's it's rough. All of these are rough. We should yep. big disclaimer like you, you your discretion advised. Yeah, big time if you go into any of these kinds of things. Mm -hmm. But uh, Nexium was almost like this multi-level marketing um, uh, self-improvement yeah. program mm -hmm. for like professionals. It's kind of like, hey, you want to get your life uh, and right. professional Succeed, career on track. Make like, millions. Come take our classes and you'll better yourself and go on our retreats and all of that. And it was one of those things just like the deeper you got, the more twisted it got. And and the thing, the thing that always, if I'm going to use the word, fascinates me, the thing that always fascinates me most about cults is is the figure at the center and the psychology of the figure at the center. Mm -hmm. And um, when you see Keith Raniere, who was at the center of the Nexium cult, like there is, no, you would see this guy and you would be like, nah, yeah, like people aren't going to follow this dude. People aren't going to listen. And even when you hear him talk. You're like, nothing you say makes sense. <laughs> like, he doesn't come across to yeah. me as, like, charismatic or whatever. But I don't know what it is about the personalities of these type figures. You know, whether you talk Jim Jones, David Koresh. We ever talk, you know, um, yep. the, the, the Bhagwan from yep. the Wild Wild Country or, or whatever. Mm -hmm. 
like they just have this weird charismatic i would venture in to say demonic aura mm-hmm. um that is able to draw people in and move people that are just as normal as anyone totally into yeah. just insane places and that's the other thing about the the nexium cult that i think uh really kind of blows your mind as you listen to the people that have come out of it and really yeah. it's true of any any cult documentary is you're like these people are Normal, normal people. Normal That's the thing, people. man. Smart people, educated people, blah, blah, very, blah, kinds of things. very intelligent, very accomplished. Yeah, and so it just blows your mind. Yeah. Anyway, the okay. H- the HBO documentary on Nexium is called The Vow. Once again, viewer yes. discretion is advised. Yep. Mm. Well, now that uh, now that I've got two minutes to get to my next meeting, um, <laughs> let me sum up uh, the, the, these most last, the most questions. complicated questions. Uh, Avery asks, "How do I get more involved with Shades as I grow up in the church?" Avery, we're actually going to dedicate a full episode to talking about how is how do you get involved in a church? We get that question all the time, whether it's Shades or another place. And we will talk specifically about what that looks like uh, for someone who is transitioning out of like youth ministry phase into college and post-college life. Um, so full episode coming up on that, my brother. Uh, next, from a church leader's perspective, how do people navigate social media? I've personally cut it out completely, and it's been very helpful. Um, so John, Mark, Brad, and I all approach this a little bit differently. I'm in the same boat as you, Avery, in that I've cut it out completely from my life. But it's all kind of based on our personality and knowing ourselves and knowing what our strengths and weaknesses and where we're susceptible to certain things. I'll tell people that for me, social media is like alcohol for an alcoholic. Like, you know... Um, Alcohol uh, is not wrong uh, in in moderation, and I mean Jesus turned water into wine for his first miracle. I mean we, we all know this, but if I'm an alcoholic, I'm it, it is wise for me to completely abstain and to avoid bars and those kinds of things. Knowing my proclivities with my mental health issues, social media is my bar. It is wise for me to stay away because it just takes me to bad places uh, with my mental health. And so I think just knowing yourself and and all of that. But I do think that there are ways all of us should be aware of what social media is, what its aims are to do to us, to our brains, uh, to our wallets, to uh, our our loves. All of this is aimed at shaping us. Um, We did a full episode. You can look back. It was early on. It was called The Digital Slot Machine. And, uh, and we do a full episode on social media there. Um, next question. How should the church respond to certain large political issues? Should they be talked about from the pulpit? Well, in 30 seconds, let me answer that question. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> two things. One, uh, Avery, we've done several episodes uh, that have been political-centric. Um, so we did an episode called uh, The Elephant and the Donkey in the Room. Episode 29. There you go. Uh, we did an episode on the Ann campaign. Um, we did an episode. We've done a couple, actually, about the Ann campaign. Yeah, we did We did an episode on their book, if I'm not mistaken. Right, which, Avery, that book is called Compassion and Conviction and provides a really good framework for Christians in general with engaging in politics. Uh, we did another episode on Cult of Personality. Cult of Personality, episode 66. Two episodes before that, Political Idolatry. Yeah, episode an episode 64. on Political Idolatry. So those will probably be helpful. I am certain, I, I mean, politics is an ongoing 
thing, part of our life as just citizens of a country. I'm sure we will have more episodes in the future. And when we do, Avery, I promise I will give extended time to how I specifically approach the issues of politics and the pulpit. Um, so more on that coming in the future. To sum up, he says, anyways, thank you guys. Podcast is pretty cool. Although I only have one issue. The sound effects are really loud and my ears hurt. Thanks, Avery Crump. John Mark, uh, do you have a response from, critical from the production team? I would say just turn it down just a little bit on your <laughs> end because it can't be my fault. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Well, Avery, thanks for emailing in. Thanks to everybody for emailing in. I got to run, guys. I'm going to let John Mark and Brad finish this sucker out. But thanks for listening. Well, that was fun to just camp out for a while in the email corridor and hang out and hear from some of our friends, right? I mean, I, I, that's kind of what Shades Midweek is all about, and so it's cool that we got to dedicate an entire episode just to hearing what you had to say. That's right. Just it's a good reminder that here at Shades Midweek, you're part of the conversation. So if you have an urge, a desire, a leading of the spirit, some might say, go ahead and shoot us. An email, we might not be able to read it right away, but the odds are we're going to get to it. Maybe it's a serious email. Maybe it's a fun email. We do both here. So shoot us an email, midweekatshadesvalley.org, because we want to hear from you because your voice matters. (laughs) I feel like I'm just trying to do slogans now, you know, because when you say it, because here, when you say it, it means something, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, um, definitely email in. Yeah, because your voice is the voice. You know that kind of stuff. I don't know, just things like that. that would, I, I'm, I'm. That's it. Well, I'm glad we did this. This was a lot of fun. Me too. Yeah, email us about theological questions. Email us about music questions. Email us about what TV shows you're into. Fashion questions. Sh- even. Questions about shades. Utilities. Anything. We can pretty much answer it all here. We're Politics, economics, right? Economics, infrastructure, uh, geopolitical, geopolitical issues. issues, foreign affairs, climate change, nuclear weapons, space exploration, space and technology, the final um, frontier, time travel, <laughs> aliens, tacos, uh, foundation issues with your house, fine dining, irrigation. Farming. Am I missing anything? Sustainable living. Sustainable farming. Um, wind turbines. Going Ph- green. Pharmaceuticals. Uh, nuclear-powered energy. We ha- talk about that, too. Hairstyles. Hairstyles. And um, cuts. Tips on swimming. Dermatology. How to do a proper dive in the pool. Sports. Anything, else? anything sports. S- anything sports-related. Tennis, golf, yeah. world games, Olympics. Pickleball. Yeah. Anything else? Is that is that everything? Yeah, I think that's it. Okay. Yeah, so you heard it here first, everybody. We cover all of those issues, issues, and more here at Shades Midweek. Thanks so much. It's been a fun, fun episode. Hopefully next week we'll bring you something uh, <clears throat> with a little more on a serious <laughs> We lost it. We lost it.